Hey everyone, welcome back. Um, Happy New Year. Sorry it's been a while, but uh, hoping your New Year's been going off to a great start. You know, new positive vibes, um, new beginnings. Um, You know, I hope everyone's, uh, all my listeners are just having a really good New Year so far. And things are going well for you. Um, I am. I just, sorry I got so distracted with things after the holidays, but uh, I really want to get back to where I left off on my last episode, um, which was when I eventually came to the point where I had to file the restraining order. Now, I recently read, I read a... um. I read something online that really touched me and it's about God removing you from a situation like God may want you to step away from an individual that he knows is not good for you and you know it, but you are not obeying and you're continuing in the relationship that God doesn't want you in. Eventually, God is going to make you have to make that decision because he's going to continue to make that person hurt you to the point where you don't have a choice but to walk away and leave. There's just nothing left. And that's the point that I was at. So that really touched me really deep when I read that because I couldn't have explained it any better than just that little saying because that's exactly how I felt and that's exactly where I was at. It's like this isn't salvageable anymore. There's nothing I can do. And that's what's sad when you get to that point and know that you have gone to the point of no return and there's just no saving this and you know it and you know you have to walk away. You have to end this. Um, so that's the point where I was at. I didn't know how he knew, but he knew that I filed a restraining order because after I had filed it, then I texted him, you know, told him I could meet him, bring our son. And he texted me back like, oh, good one, Carla, trying to set me up, trying to set me up and uh, serve me with a restraining order. So I was just floored. Like, how did he know? I mean, I just barely had did this like an hour ago. So that was really mind-boggling and it just made me know that something's going on. He's he's got you know um apps on my phone, spyware things that he's checking up on me with. I knew something of that nature was going on or he had a spy, which it was the second of the two. He had a spy. Um which we'll come, I'll come out in that later on in the story and explain all that. But so, you know, the cat was out of the bag. He knew I'd filed a restraining order. He wasn't going to meet me. I, at that point, had no choice but to stay with my sister. My son and I stayed with my sister until we could get him served because I wasn't going back to that house with him in it. Absolutely not. Not after what just happened, not after everything that had been going on. Um, 
I wasn't safe. And I knew I wasn't safe. So I uh, talked with my private investigator, the one who helped me through this whole situation. Um, And he said, I'll serve him. Because, you know, my sister wanted to line it up with him and say, look, okay, you know the restraining order's filed. You know how this plays out. So let's just be civil about this. You know, I'll meet you. I'll give it to you. You know, get what you need out of your house. You know, we'll give you time. Um, So he agreed to that. But he said he needed over the weekend to do it. So he basically told my sister, like, yeah, that's fine. So this is, I'm going to say, a Thursday. This this all happened on a Thursday morning. So he tells her, yeah, I'll meet you and I'll leave the house, but after the weekend's over, because I need the weekend to get my stuff out. No, he didn't need the weekend to get his stuff out. He needed the weekend to clear me out and take everything in the house. That was his plan. So, and I knew it. And I said, oh no, he doesn't need three days. He's going to wipe me out. He's going to take everything, which was his plan. Because after that happened, and then I talked to my PI and he said the same thing. He doesn't need that long. You know, I will serve him. I'll do it. So the PI went to the house, staked it out the next um, morning or the next day, which was Saturday, or no, was it Friday? I think it was Friday. Um, and he, he, he was there. He was there with his truck backed up into the driveway, taking ever taking as much as he could out of the house. Him and his friend, his other narcissistic friend, um, just taking, taking, taking. They were loading up furniture, just stripping the TVs off of the walls that we had, um, just taking everything materialistic wise. Do you think he took one picture of our son? No. He was just too busy taking computers and taking the TVs and taking furniture. So when the PI walked up to him and said, you've been served, you need to leave the premises now. He basically didn't leave. He continued to finish filling up his truck with more furniture. And that's when the PI said, you know what, I'm going to call the sheriffs and have them come out here and arrest you because now you're violating the restraining order. So at that point, then he left. He got as much as he could and then he left. And then after he left, the PI had me come to the house. Um, and he had sheriffs there too. And we just went through the entire house all together. And they could see just the destruction and chaos he had done in there. Literally ripping off the big screen TVs off of the wall. There were holes in the wall. It wasn't done nicely, neatly or anything. This was just, he was just, he he wanted to take everything and leave me with nothing. And, you know, mind you, I'm a fair person. Regardless of 
all the crap he put me through and the abuse and the lies and the betrayal and the narcissistic abuse and the gaslighting, all of it, I still would have been fair and split things evenly. Um, but yeah, it was a little bit of a mess. He left a little bit of a mess at the house that I had to clean up. Like all the messes he's ever left me with, I've had to clean up. Um, and I just remember the officers going through the house and just saying what a beautiful home we had and looking at our pictures and just like, wow, this guy's crazy. Um, but they made sure that I was safe. You know, there was no one in the home. Um, they waited for locksmiths to come out and change the locks. And, um, at that point, then I did feel safe to come back and stay. Now, in this whole transition, I am trying to change the alarm code on our alarm. And unfortunately, his name was the primary on that. So when I called, they had to call him and ask for if it was okay if I changed the alarm code, which he subjected to and said no. So there you go. And I'm basically telling him I have a restraining order against this guy. He's a, you know, he's a felon. He assaulted me. And eventually, once I send all the paperwork and all the proof and certified copies of um, the restraining order, then they allowed me to go ahead and reset passwords and change everything. But it's like it was at that point where he just railroaded me and tried to light fires everywhere I went. He just tried to wreak havoc and he tried to make my life as miserable as he possibly could without breaking the restraining order. Um, So during this whole time, you know, there's no contact, which was a blessing, but... There's him trying to destroy me, Um, you know, through my business. I had a business P.O. box that he was primary on because while I was out stabilizing my business and getting it together, I trusted in him to open a P.O. box for me. Um, I was on it too, but because he was primary... They let him make the changes. So I remember one day going in there to check my mail. I couldn't get in. And then they told me that he had taken me off the P.O. box altogether, that I wasn't even able to have access to it. And I was like, you're kidding me. Um, so I said, but he's not even the business owner. It's my business. I'm the business owner. I had to show them proof. I mean, the the woman at the UPS store was an angel for sure because she she knew us. She knew us from going in there. She knew us for years, for about maybe four or five years, if that, give or take. But and she told me. Because I was so upset. I was so anxiety ridden. I was like 
skin and bones because I'd gotten so skinny from all the stress. My clothes were just hanging off me. I was shaking and having anxiety and I just couldn't believe this. Here I am at home trying to raise our son and now he is taking me off access to my business P.O. Box where I collect payments, um, uh, letters from the courts to know what's going on with my client's cases, if they forfeit a bond, if they're going, I mean, so much information that I need to run a business and sustain this household and provide for our son. And this selfish, vengeful son of a bitch takes me off and is trying to collect all the payments. He didn't give a shit about his son. He didn't give a shit that I'm trying to pay the electric bill. I'm trying to pay the rent. I'm trying to feed. I'm still providing for our son. You're a grown ass man. He, no, his son never entered his mind at all. This was all about him and being vengeful because I was done playing his sick, toxic game. So like I said, it was a blessing that the UPS store manager (laughs) never liked him. She didn't like him to begin with. She saw how distraught I was and how anxious I was. And she said, you know what? I never liked that guy. That guy comes in here so arrogant thinking he's just it. I believe you. I believe everything you're telling me. But in order for me to help you, I need proof showing that you are the business owner. So I kid you not, within 24 hours, less than 24 hours, I came back and showed her all the proof. And she was like, I'm going to open up you a new P.O. box. You don't have to put down any money or nothing. I'm going to open this up for you. And I am going to reroute every piece of mail that was to go into his over to you. And I was like, thank you, Lord. Another blessing, another angel here on earth to help me and know that I was telling the truth. Um, so that's what happened. So then he was no longer getting anything. It was all coming to me. Um, and then another thing that he was doing, and this is what narcissists love to do too, as some of you who have been in a narcissistic type relationship know that they enjoy hurting you. They enjoy rubbing it in your face that there was somebody else. Um, because immediately, you know, he changes all his social media with this other woman with Mel and it's all, Oh, the love of my life. And it was just so over exaggerated that you just knew what the tempt was there. You knew what the contempt was. It was about hurting hurting and rubbing it in your face because they're pissed because they're losing at their game. So yeah, he's blasting it all over Facebook. Um, He's blasting the divorce all over Facebook, um, posting pictures of his truck, his beloved truck, because um, now at this point, I'm not paying for any more shit. I'm not paying for nothing. 
I mean, this guy was pulling out cash, like $500 a day, every day, pulling it out, pulling it out of the bank account. And I'm like having checks bounce for the gas, the electricity. I'm like, can't even keep up with this. Like, what is he doing? Like, this is insane. Like, Again, did he even realize that here I am raising our son, trying to feed him, put food on the table, have a roof over his head. This isn't about you. This is about a child now and a mom supporting her son. So I immediately call my attorney and let her know what's going on. And she's like, oh, he is violating the restraining order. He can't be doing that. It's excessive. You have to raise the child. And she told me, at this point, you have all the proof showing what he's doing in the bank account. So now, you can legally take him off the bank account and open up a whole new one. Which is what I did. I cut him off, opened up a new account. Oh, but let me roll back. During that whole time too, this guy... He had the audacity to even go into our son's savings account that we opened up for him to start putting him away money for him, a college fund, whatever. And he wiped that out too. He went in there and took his own son's money out of the bank. It's just disgust. Disgust. So... You know, so I was able to get him off the bank account. I was able to, to open up a new business account with him not even involved with it. Um, so then he goes, and we, we, we had a storage unit that had some furniture in there, some really nice pieces. And um, so I try to go to the storage unit and can't get in because he's taken me off that too now. So now I have no access to that. Um, The lady at the storage unit told me if I can get something from the courts showing that, you know, it's mine too and I have assets in there, she would let me in. She felt really bad about the whole situation. Um, But he just kept going back and forth to it and pulling stuff out and selling stuff out of our storage unit. So then he starts selling stuff and furniture out of our storage unit that he locks me out of. Um, so then I just stopped paying on his truck. So I quit making the payments. So then Ford's calling me. They're looking for the truck. I give them a couple addresses they could try to go to. He ends up hiding the truck. So he hides the truck and then he turns around and buys a new truck. I don't know how, but he bought a new truck exactly like the truck I had gotten him. But he decides to strip the truck down that I bought him, taking off the wheels, the rims, you know, all all the nice things on there, all the add-ons we we custom this truck. So he took that all off, put it on the new one and took the stuff on the new one and put it on the one I got him. And then he 
turned it over. Um, so, but he's posting it on Facebook, posting it, oh, my beloved truck, just another casualty to this ugly divorce and my poor truck. I love it so much. Oh, but I'm going to get a better one. I mean, it was just, it was absurd and it was disgusting. You're posting stuff like this instead of stuff about your child. I mean, it just shows you this man's mentality and where, what his priorities are. It's all about him. It always was. He's no victim. He victimizes people. He has a trail before me and he has a trail right now going after me. And I know this and I know some really messed up stuff he's done to his family over there in Europe. Um, so it's, it's all coming out, all of it, the ugly truth that he would post the ugly truth's going to come out. The truth's going to come out. Oh yeah, it's coming out. It's coming out because I have God on my side and God blesses those who do right. And he removes the evil and the toxic. And I truly believe that now. And that's one blessing through this whole entire situation that I went through is that it brought me closer to the Lord and brought me back to my faith. Um, so, you know, back to how the narcissists like to rub it in your face. This was another thing when we're going through all of this. Um, he had to have that Starbucks app on our Apple phones. Yeah. <laughs> You Starbucks fanatics, I know you know what I'm talking about. You have that app on your phone where you just add money to it and you just use your phone to pay. And he just loved that thing. And he loved it that we were connected. I never even wanted it. I didn't even really use it. He did. But because we were connected, it still would it would show up and um, alert me on my phone every time it was being used and where in the location. And of course, he's doing it on purpose because he wants me to see this, that he's at downtown Disney, you know, nine o'clock at night, getting two lattes. I mean, I, I know what this was all about. I know the game. It was all about showing to me like, well, here I am. I'm with my new true love down in downtown Disney, buying her Starbucks on your card, on your dime. <laughs> It was just so ridiculous, but so malicious too. It's like, what is something's like seriously psychologically wrong with you? Um, but you know, it's just it's all to hurt. It really, truly is. It's all to hurt. Um. Anyways, I'm gonna cut this one short because I know I've been going really long on my other ones, and I'm sorry about that. So what I'm going to do is come back sooner than later um, and go into who his little spy was and what that was all about. And, you know, definitely stuff was coming out of the woodwork and I was getting information left and right that I didn't even want to know. So we're going to get down to all of this. Um, so hopefully next week, I'm going to really try hard on this. I lost my, uh, 
I just lost my train of thought for a while there and just got so busy, but I want to focus back on this and finish my story so you guys all know and you guys know that there is a way out of this. There really is. And if you're in this type of relationship, get out because it doesn't get better and it will never get better. You can't help these type of people. It's a personality disorder. It's a mental health disorder. It's There's no helping. There's no medication for this. So um, anyways, thanks for listening. Um, wishing you all peace and blessings. And I will be back next week. And you all have a good night. Take care.